welcome everyone to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. I am so thrilled to be with Lily Brooks Dalton today. She wrote one of my favorite books of the year called The Light Pirate. Not having known anything about Lily or this book, when I got a note from the publicist, he said, well, it's kind of dystopian and it's kind of weather related. And I said, okay, sure, I'll give it a try. And that was right after Hurricane Ian blew through my hometown. So Lily Brooks Dalton, welcome to Authors on the Air. Thank you, Pam. It's really I'm, fun to be here. I'm so happy that you're here and that we can talk about this book. The Light Pirate is... I kind of don't like to say dystopian, but it's a weather-related um, kind of could be reality in, set into the future. And it starts with a girl named Agnes, who is named after a monster hurricane grows, blows through her home in a town in Florida. Take it from there. Sure. Uh, so we um, we meet. Wanda, the day that she's born. Uh, Wanda, so sorry. The, that's all right. <laughs> so the book begins, um, uh, you know, there's a, a huge hurricane happening and she's born in the midst of it. Um, and from there, we really follow her throughout her lifetime. And the clock of the book is, you know, the, from the beginning to the end. And throughout that time, we see her grow up and change alongside this landscape that is also really rapidly changing. Um, as she's growing up living there. So, um, you know, she and her family are struggling to survive in this place as um, as things are becoming more and more difficult. And um, yeah, it's really just the story of, of how she how she does that. The interesting thing to me about Wanda is that she knows she's named after the hurricane and a lot of her contemporaries are angry with her because mm -hmm. the hurricane Wanda has changed their lives so much. And this is when she still has neighbors and schoolmates and all in the town that she's grow grown up in. Is that correct? Yeah. So, you know, she's kind of branded from birth in this way that her mother, you know, didn't, didn't really think it through. Um, and so the town has suffered so much tragedy and so much damage from this hurricane that, um, growing up with the same name, it's a burden for her. And it really kind of sparks this um, superstitious, I think, gaze that that people can have. Um, so she's not well liked and she's she's bullied and she feels like she doesn't belong. Um, but of course, as she gets older, we see that Wanda is pretty uniquely equipped to to belong in this place as it changes. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's like a, a, a landscape that she grows into, let's say. Uh, it's interesting to me that you've chosen water as your wind and water, but particularly water as your dystopian element, because it mm -hmm. very much is a character in the book. It's not named, but, but the book doesn't happen without water. And, um, I always said, and I always have lived very close to water. I, I've always said I'm a water baby. Now I want to move to the center of a dry state someplace that will never have water. You know, just uh, I'm joking, but it it is such an amazingly detailed book about how Wanda learns to adapt to the absolute horror 
of climate change in her community. So, and she doesn't know if anybody else is alive. She doesn't know if her family's alive. She assumes they're not. She doesn't know if any of her former neighbors or classmates or anything else alive. And somehow she has one neighbor, an elderly woman who she teams up with. Let's mm -hmm. talk about that character because I think she's critical to the shaping the story for Wanda. Absolutely. And uh, so her name is Phyllis and she is a survivalist. So she has spent almost her entire life preparing for this kind of um, dissolution of society. She sees it coming. Um, she's a biologist by trade um, and a teacher as well. So, you know, she is watching these gradual changes in the environment and seeing them stack on top of each other and become more and more drastic. And so she's prepared. She spent all this time preparing for what might come next. So she's um, really able to guide Wanda through this transition and to show her how to live in, in this new kind of environment. And you know what you're saying about water, um, I'm so glad you teased that out because um, kind of, so the book has four parts. It begins with power, water, light, and time. And so kind of choosing those elements as a structural component for the book was something that I was really excited about doing um, because I, because the elements are so important to the story, but also because it opened the door to allow each section to mirror that element both right. in its tempo and it's and in the narrative that's unfolding within it and so you know the beginning is really fast it's really um energetic it's we're going through this hurricane and then we kind of move into a more gradual pacing and we're thinking about the you know the sea level rising and that doesn't happen overnight that's you know something that takes a while so it as we move through the narrative, I think we're we're also using taking cues from those elements about about how to do that. Yeah, it's interesting because the four separate story arcs are really their own little composite sketch of what's happening in Wanda's life. But when you go through the book, one just kind of layers right on top of the other. It seems like a very natural thing to move into the second, then the third and the fourth arc in this book. So um, I, it also was very, I didn't understand, but it became very obvious after the second arc of the story, that there's something a little supernatural happening with Wanda. And um, it was interesting to me that Phyllis noticed it, but didn't really, didn't want to pay attention to, didn't understand why it was happening. And Wanda herself, doesn't catch it until at maybe the last story arc. Is that true? Yeah, well, I think they're, you know, Phyllis is very, as a biologist, as a scientist, she's really interested in facts, right? And right. she's really interested in what is quantifiable. So um, these, this thing that want, this ability that Wanda has, this relationship to the environment that she has that is a little bit inexplicable makes Phyllis really uncomfortable. And, you know, she's curious about it, but at the same time, she doesn't understand it. She doesn't know what box to put it in. Um, and, you know, Wanda is, is still a child at that point. So I think she's kind of growing into it and seeing how 
it can help her live in this place. And ultimately it does become a tool for her that's that's really important. But in the beginning, I think it's a little more um, ambiguous as to how it can help her Whereas we do also see how it can hurt her. Um, yes, it's well. it's fascinating the way that you've woven that in there. Um, and it really magnifies and becomes a very important part of the story uh, halfway through the book. And um, I, I just enjoyed that part so much. I also enjoyed the fact that um, I, I will tell you what one of the strongest parts for me uh, was Phyllis's story. And... Mm. Um, because she's an older lady and all that part to me, I had to read over a few times. It was very traumatic reading that, um, mm. seeing what happens to her and all. And, um, and, but it was so powerful. It was so powerful that it absolutely changed Wanda through all that part, even though she didn't understand it at first, but it changed her. And I, I don't know if it changed her, made her stronger or if it made her more sad it's hard to know until the next phase when Mad Dog comes into the life. And so I just, I just found that whole dynamic there so interesting. One is gone and replaced by another, but in a totally different way. So, uh, it, you know, you brought somebody from the first arc into the fourth arc, and it was absolutely pivotal for, for the story. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I mean, it's really great to hear from you that um, that the progression of the parts felt as natural as it did, and that yeah. that you were um, that you were along for that ride. Because I think when I was writing it, it felt like I was writing four books. <laughs> I bet like, it did. I, because um, it could have been. It could have actually been four novellas put together in one book. You yeah, know, and I kept. I kept being worried that like maybe they wouldn't fit together right and it was it was really challenging to make them work together and also every time I ended one section and began the next it felt like this really big um just like brain recalibration for me as a writer um and it's this book took me a long time I bet it did <laughs> I will tell you what I found interesting and I would imagine in Wanda's life her the life you know her lifespan she felt the same way i had no concept of time of aging mm -hmm. or you know anything like that i had no concept of it because of the conditions of the weather of the earth of wanda not being able to, she couldn't didn't have a calendar to check and everything mm -hmm. up and and you certainly never mentioned age of wanda in any of them it is only when you get to the last uh, portion of the book, do you recognize that you're lo now looking back on Wanda's story? So that to me was very interesting. Um, and, and in reality, I would imagine if you're living, I don't know, I'm thinking, you know, people who live in the desert, do they pass time? Do they calendar off time the way we do? You know, nobads mm -hmm. who are wandering around or, or, or people who live, you know, indigenous peoples who live on an island who are not necessarily looking at a calendar. How do they mark time? So that was a, a nice little twist for me also. So I, I'm so glad that I've read this. The Light Pirate is magnificent. 
And I want to say, I recommend this highly to anyone who's not read it. You don't have to live in Florida and have to live through a hurricane to really appreciate <laughs> it because we are living in a changing world. Our climate is changing. It may be dry one place, freezing someplace else or water someplace else, but it is changing. So I highly recommend it. Lily, you write other books too, and none of them are connected. You have written about repairing motorcycles. You have written about all these other things. Tell us what drives your interest in your subjects to your books. Um, that's a really good question. I, you know, I really enjoy uh, moving from topic to topic in, in my books. It's really exciting that this is part of my job, that I get to do things like that. But I think something that probably ties um, all of them together is something that I'm really interested in writing about and I think we'll always be interested in writing about is um, loneliness, isolation, and with that, of course, comes connection. So that tension between the two, um, but I, but, and also solitude, right? Because um, loneliness and solitude aren't, aren't um, the same thing. There's no, like that not. friction between them. Wow. And I'm really interested in that and, you know, it, probably makes sense as a person who works alone and lives alone and spends a lot of time alone that that is on my mind a lot but interesting yeah are you have you thought about the next thing you want to write oh yeah I'm working on it I'm deep into a rough draft of my next novel um which I can't say too much about not because I want to be mysterious but because it's so in process um and it's an ever really different thing. it's an ever-changing <laughs> yeah. thing you're changing the recipe a little bit each time you go through it mm -hmm. right i love yeah that. but this one is a fantasy which i haven't done before um and is kind of like a surreal fantasy uh so i'm really excited it's to a very topical genre right now it's a very very hot genre as a matter of fact mm -hmm. i'm creating a new podcast with one of the other hosts called the other worlds podcast and it's going to be oh. paranormal supernatural and fantasy so i'm i'm really anxious to hear what you're going to do so next year when your book is out you'll be sure to let me know you know absolutely um, that sounds like a great podcast yeah it's going to be fun i think um whose books are on your nightstand right now oh um okay right now i'm reading babel by rf quang um, I am listening to Into the Mist by PC Cast. Um, and I actually just finished um, Dreams, Memories. Wait, how does it go? Um, Memories, Dreams, Re uh, Reflections by Carl Jung. I'm sorry, I might have just butchered the title, um, which uh, was really inspiring for me. Uh, it, just in the context of the book that I'm working PC on cast right now. is fantastic. There's but I love, okay, oh. well, here's oh. a really fun insider thing. Um, so I met PC cast a couple of years ago when I was promoting my previous book and um, we made a deal, we made a, a bet. And so I, the deal was that I would include her in the acknowledgements of my next book. And here I was working on my next book and it was taking years and years and years. So I decided I would name a character after her and do her one better. So Phyllis is actually named after PC. Oh my gosh. Is that <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. I should really get you together on a podcast because she's just, oh, I love that. She's blowing out with her books right now. I mean, she's so popular and I she's really fantastic. like her. Yeah, she really yeah. is. And um, it's a genre I love. I'm, I'm not, 
a fan of horror and I really don't like historical that much mm -hmm. because now historical encompasses the time that I was born. And so I say, well, I'm not historical. You know, I'm really not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so uh, it's a little bit more literary than I'm used to. I am a genre girl, although I have to tell you, this is very literary. It really is. It's spectacular. Um, what is something that people don't know about you that you don't mind sharing? Oh, um, oh gosh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, well, I want to, um, I guess one thing, well, gosh, I, I like, uh, who knows if, if anyone knows this about me, I've kind of lost track of what I talk about in public and what I, <laughs> what I don't, but, um, I used to live out of the back of my pickup truck. And actually that's where I was living when I was um, sort of conceiving of this book. I was driving around the country and like camping in national parks and um, doing a couple writing residencies. So uh, I was leading a somewhat nomadic life when the idea for this book uh, kind of knocked on my door. Is that when you went to Key West? Mm -hmm. That's when I went to Key West and I still have the same truck. I don't live in it anymore, but it's parked out back. <laughs> did you enjoy that adventure? I, you know, I did. And it was also challenging. It's, it's hard to not like have a home base and it was hard for me to work at that time. But in hindsight, I can see that I did a lot of imagining and a lot of um, just like filling my cup creatively, even though I wasn't writing a lot of pages. So, um, yeah, I, I would imagine that's a character building experience for you. And for um, sure. Yeah. How wonderful. Where can we find you on the web and do you use social media? Um, I am occasionally on Instagram and my handle there is just at Lily Brooks Dalton. Um, but I actually don't do any of the other ones. Just lucky you. <laughs> lucky <laughs> Just you. trying to keep it simple, you know. I, I don't blame you one bit. Congratulations on The Light Pirate. I ha I haven't enjoyed a book uh, this much in a long time. And I wish you all the success. Promise me you'll come back. Thank you, Pam. I would love to come back. And Absolutely. I'd love to have you come back and talk to PC Cast, And you can talk about Phyllis with her, okay? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. I want to thank everybody for being with me and Lily Brooks Dalton today. The book is fabulous. I can't recommend it highly uh, enough. Go get The Light Pirate. Um, it's an eye-opening book. It's She's not preaching anything to you, but she's telling one heck of a story. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. And thank you, mom and dad. We'll see you later.